Hey guys, welcome back to Delving Into the Cold. This is Dee. Welcome to Dark Happenings Month 2019. Um, I'm going to make a couple of announcements after I do the episode, so stay tuned for that. But let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Area 51 this week. Um, the official name is not Area 51, actually. It is Homey Airport or Groom Lake. Um, and Groom Lake is something that you're probably going to hear me refer to a lot in this episode because it... Groom Lake is a dry lake bed where this is located. And the way that the lake bed is structured had, <clears throat> sorry, had a lot to do with how they set up uh, the facility at Area 51. According to the government, uh, Area 51 is a quote-unquote open training range. It was bought in 1955 to test the Lockheed U-2, and this was a recon aircraft that they were developing during the Cold War to um, have some type of protection against the Soviets. While uh, the base itself has never been classified as a secret base, all information that leaves the base is considered classified um, and top secret. But in June 2013, Area 51 was officially mentioned for the first time publicly by the CIA. Um, and the reason that this happened was someone filed a Freedom of Information Act request in 2005, and it finally got approved, and so that declassified all that information. So I think it was one of those things where like the CIA was slapped in the face with it and had to admit it. Um, now, the location itself is located about 83 miles from Las Vegas, and it's on what a lot of UFO enthusiasts call the extraterrestrial highway. It's part of a 23 by 25 mile area of restricted airspace. And pretty much the entire area is no fly zone. Like there's there should be never there should never be any drones that go above it. There should never be any unauthorized aircraft that goes above it. And we'll talk later about how this has been a problem recently. Um not necessarily even like in the last 10 years, but in recent history, this has been, this has been an issue. Um, now, originally the land was owned by J.B. Osborne and um, he mined, I think, iron and copper on it until the 1950s. And in 1955, the CIA obtained it for Project Aquatone, which um, was the development of the Lockheed U-2, which I mentioned earlier. And apparently this um, aircraft, the U-2, was going to be really big, it was going to be really important, and 
I think that their thoughts were if we put it in the middle of nowhere at the very least if someone does try to get near us to get information about it we'll have ample warning um they actually upgraded the facilities uh beginning in october 1960 and ending in august of 1961. now during this time there was a project called project Oxcart which consisted of anti-radar studies, aerodynamic structural tests, and engineering designs for the U-2. And the um, facility itself was so inadequate, they rebuilt um, the runways, they rebuilt some of the garage, well I guess you would call it, I guess a hangar is what you're technically supposed to call it and they rebuilt um, other parts of this, the facility and they also added housing in case that there were um, military members that needed to stay long term. Now the base has been known um, to mostly be a base to evaluate foreign technology and to invent newer technology to prevent against attacks by foreign entities and especially during the Cold War it was used to evaluate foreign tech um, namely Soviet but there have also been not only just in recent history but previously they've been evaluating um, Middle Eastern and other countries that um, they believe pose a threat to the safety of our country um, it's also used, like I said, for creation, testing, and evaluation of other stealth machinery. And the thing that they specialize in at Area 51 is planes. Because, like I said, it's a huge open field. It's great for um, doing air tests and things like that. Um, the security there is super tight, though. Uh, there are guards security cameras um, and there are security cameras even a couple of miles away so that they can see you getting to the base there's also motion detectors and um, the security guards some of them are in plain clothes some of them wear white uniforms some of them wear camo but they are always there and so that's why when uh, the whole raid area 51 thing happened this year I was like, yeah, that's really not going to work, and I mean, you know, it ended up being kind of a peaceful thing, but I'm sure if they would have tried anything, it wouldn't have been. I mentioned earlier that the restricted uh, flight over Area 51 is a big deal, and one of the reasons for that is because in 1974, Skylab 4, which is a spaceship, uh, accidentally photographed part of Area 51 and so the CIA and a couple of other government organizations fought back and forth about whether the uh, images should be declassified and guess what the arguments didn't matter anyway because uh, NASA released the photos um, as part of uh, I guess just like a public like mission report or something like that so, like, everybody saw them anyway. Um, 
In the 1990s, there were a couple of lawsuits filed claiming that men working at Groom Lake had died due to the chemicals that were being burned in open pits. And this is something that kind of spiraled from there. There were a couple of lawsuits. There's a lot of um, EPA questions and things like that. Now, that's the background of Area 51. That's the boring stuff. That's not what you're here for. I know. Um, so let's talk about some of the conspiracies that surround Area 51. Uh, a big one is the storage of aliens. There are a lot of people that believe that uh, they keep aliens on tap at Area 51, that they're experimenting on them, that they're um, trying to, uh, I guess, like gather their biological data and things like that. I don't really know all behind that, but that's a huge one. There's also a theory that it is a meeting place for aliens. So, and when I read this, like, all I could picture was, like, a boardroom full of aliens drinking out of I-want-to-believe coffee cups. And I know that's ridiculous, but that's what came to my mind. Um, people also believe that it is a place that's used to develop weather control machines, time travel machines, teleportation machines, and exotic propulsion machines. And so these people just think that these people at Area 51 are just doing all kinds of weird science stuff and really ahead of everyone else, but they don't want to have the information leaked, so they're keeping it all, you know, locked up, and, um, I don't know, maybe they are, I just feel like if you keep a base this, you know, locked down, but, like, everyone knows about it, there's probably not a lot going on in the background, um, and of course, the popular one is that the Area 51 base is a huge cornerstone of one world government. Um, and I will let you do with that what you will. That's, that's pretty much all there is about Area 51. I mean, it's a government facility. There's not a lot of data on it because it's classified. Um, the conspiracy theories, I mean, everyone's heard them. It doesn't take, you know, a ufologist to discuss them um so yeah that's all i've got for you guys this week uh i do have a couple of announcements if you go to my patreon there are some new perks for members i have tiers now i have a dollar tier a 15 dollar tier and a 30 dollar tier um so you guys can check that out there's a new facebook page it's a uh, facebook.com slash delving into the cold and it's open to the public. You guys can follow. I put updates on there a lot. I, um, that's probably where I'm the most active for the podcast. Uh, and the schedule for the rest of the month is published on the podcast website, which will be linked below in the description. But next week, we're going to be talking about the Natalie Woods, um, I don't want to call it a murder because, like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but, uh, the death of Natalie Woods, anyway. Alright, guys, that's all I got for you. Stay safe, stay curious, and I'll see you next time.